Welcome everybody to the one to go show presented by Dirt Track Supply. You're going to want to share this one. We got a lot of really good information here. You're also going to want to subscribe and people say, why do you subscribe? And with all of you, it's, there's kind of a different, you know, some of it actually says the word subscribe and some of it has a bell. Depends where you're at is because we do a show every week. So if you subscribe, that show is going to show up in your newsfeed every week. And not only the show, but there's also the BuyRayShirts.com power rankings that come out every week. So you're going to catch all of that. So we're going to bring Ryan Hill, the star of the show, in in just a second here. But I got to say what, a quick apology to Josh Johnson. Last week during our USA National segment, I said there were no, no North and South Dakota cars. And he was there Friday and Saturday. I actually can picture where he was parked. He's over kind of by that house by the pits, over by the fence. So I'm sorry, Josh. I owe you a beer next time I see you. So with that, the Ryan Aho, episode 93, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. And Josh, capitalize on that because if Puka's given anything away for free, you have to get that from him because he doesn't do that. Okay. So take full advantage of that. Make sure you get a beer from him for sure. So I owe him more than one. <laughs> Okay, we got this on recording. Make sure to copy that, save that when you show it to them, um, and call them out. Get a videotape. I want to see that free beer you get from Puka, too. So, episode 93, who do you got for 93? I, I don't got one. I could not think of one. I could yes. not. I'm like, and you're I probably going to see someone when we like. Two. I'll give you. I'll give you two. Okay, I'll give you two. Yeah. Randy Silverness Jr. Oh, yes. Dave Peltier was a Superstock 93. Silverness drove for him, right? So that was an yeah. Eric Pember 93X. Oh, yes. See, right? there was someone down. I, I actually went on to search Shriner because I'm like, there's somebody down there. I'm like, no, Shriner's 97. And like, oh, gosh, now I feel like a fool because I'm thinking, you know, because then I got to thinking, I can't right now, I can't think of a 94. I can't think of a 95. I can't think of or possibly a 96, but the 90s get a little tough. Oh, I, I got one for each one of those, at least okay. one. So you have to do a little homework. <laughs> Jump on the Troy Powers has done a great job, right, with the 2020 Racing History page. Mm -hmm. So just jump on there, type in the number. You'll be able to come. You'll be able to find something. And, and then all of a sudden, you be like, how did I forget that? But Yeah, well, yeah, Pember, how did you forget that? He was a stud. He was. He was number yeah. 90 forever. I mean, that was his number. But then he was sponsored. I think 93X was the, the rock and roll radio station right. in the cities. That was totally kind of was, my yeah. type of music, 80s yeah. rock, right? So, yeah, Pember, he, he was another guy that was up on the wheel, really good in the mods, really good in the lates. I, I haven't even seen him in yeah, – He made a real quiet – he disappeared quietly too. He did. That just kind of faded off into the sunset. Yeah. So, But uh, Silverness, I tell you, Dave Peltier, you know, he had some supers. I know he drove it, then Silverness drove it. And I think maybe – a few other people drove it. I'm not really sure, but Randy Silverness Jr., um, oh, yeah. he, he was, of course, 2X. It was his number forever. 93 when he drove for Dave, but he, he won a bunch of races between super stocks. He had a stint in late models, modifieds. I mean, he was a hell of a driver. You know, and you talked about dirt track supply. Jeremy Castro, a guy we've been talking about out west, he got another win this weekend. That's 14. Arrow Nation on the podium again on the top slot there. But, uh, you know, this is the time of year. We're getting into invitational season. The season's been long. Lots of racing has been, you know, been had. So people are going to be looking to update stuff, right? Kind of go through all their suspension to make sure they're good for that end of the year swing for the invitationals. Get a hold of Ron. Get a hold of Trevor. Get the parts you need. Get them ordered early because some things are hard to get, like tires, right? We'll talk about that. <laughs> but get a hold of them. 
And if you need things fixed, you know, they, they do a great job over there. Service is second to none. So just a huge shout out there to Dirt Track Supply in Watertown. But uh, let's get to it. You went to a couple races this weekend, Puka. You know, you, yes. went, you went to Grand Rapids and Hibbing. G- give us a recap. What stuck out? Well, Rapids, what stuck out was, you know, we just talked about the tire shortage. And I was pretty concerned. I was thinking this would be the weekend where we might really see it. You know, it's, all of a sudden it's like upon us, the middle of August. So then you know, start thinking, well, invitationals are coming. Devin, is it Fouquet? Is that how you pronounce Fouquet. it? Tyler? Fouquet. Fouquet. Cater. Tyler. Uh, Don Shaw. Chad Becker. I'll show up. Even some of the locals that aren't always there, uh, like Zach Wallers and, and a Jay Kittner. I mean, we had a great field of cars, fantastic night of racing. The other thing that stuck out is they left the track, blacked top to middle. We got a little dusty up there. Well, at least in three and four, I sit closer to three and four, but they never touched the track. They didn't miss it, just left it alone. Uh, uh, Kyle Peterlin passed uh, Vessel on the outside. Oh, no, not Vessel. Uh, Massigal on the outside. Was it Massigal? Because there was that wreck. Yeah, Massigal on the outside. There was a big wreck in the late models right away. It took out about three, four guys. You know, I'm uh, good you about that wreck. I'm going to ask you about that. So, I mean, that took out multiple people. First lap deal, I watched it multiple times. I mean, when you saw that initially, you know, here's what stuck out to me. Nobody went to the back. Right. Is that because it was original start, first corner? They don't have that rule. They don't have an original restart rule. So, and I watched it. And honestly, I had to watch it multiple times to kind of decipher who caused it? There was a lot going on there, right? Massengill came in, he had a little push, and Jay got a little sideways, and Peterlin got in the back of Jay, and everybody piled up behind him. It's like, who do you call that on? I mean, Massengill didn't get, like, really out of shape. I mean, it just just a little hesitation. Jay didn't get way out of shape. He got, you know, tailed out a little bit. He tailed out right in front of Peterlin, who got on the brakes, but got into him, turned him around. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, if they were to make a call, and it took me a lot of times to watch it, I would have probably called it on Peterlin because he turned Jay around. Jay wasn't going to spin, but Peterlin goes on to win the race. He had the, he had the best car, you know, and I'm not saying, hey, they should have thrown Peterlin to the back. That was a tough call. That was one of those where I don't know who you called it on, right? Because it was it, everything happened so quick, and there were so many moving pieces that, you know, I, yeah, I, I was I was a little bit surprised. There wasn't a lot of commentary on that. Like nobody went to the back. I figured there were people kind of complaining about it, but I think they saw it the same way. Like, who do you call it on? You know? Yeah, I see. I, that's what I when I saw Jay pretty sideways. That was the yeah. first inkling because we must have watched a couple of the league, and it was like, oh, and then Shaw into him, and Peterlin Bravo into Shaw. Yeah, P- Peterlin into Jay. Yeah, and- but then Peterlin was able to keep going, right? He was. He yeah, was. and then so then Bravo into or Shaw into Jay, Bravo into Shaw. I think LePage into Bravo, and then uh, so LePage didn't finish, and then Derek Vessel was involved. Yeah, Vessel really got tore up in that deal yeah. for sure. So there was a, a whole lot of carnage on lap one, <laughs> you know. And, and Peterlin never would have drove into Jay if Jay wouldn't have been tailed out, you know. So it's right. kind of everything just kind of happened, and it's just one of those deals, but. Good field, like you said. I mean, Chad Becker, right? Uh, I was absolutely shocked to see him make the trip over on a regular night. Pleasantly surprised to see that. You know, Tyler Cater, one of the young guns, right? They race a ton, and both of them having a good season. Tyler, of course, had the issue at Cedar Lake where he got burnt. He he's been back in the car there for a couple weeks. Foquette's got a few wins. He's having a really good year. Yeah, rookie this year, right? Rookie in the month, right? 
Yep, right. yep, absolutely. So what else stuck out? They had the Hall of Fame over there as well. Uh, yes, yeah, I, but I got there late, so I didn't really catch much of that. So I got there. I was just just a feature deal there. So, okay. But, that, yeah, that was kind of it. Like I said, good crowd. Uh, good weather, again, is another one of those nights. The flag just ended up limp. <laughs> there it was. Just a nice night. Um, yeah, I mean, this, you know, this drought we've had up here, I mean, I, I mean, they haven't been rained out, have they? Or maybe rain at the beginning of the year. I mean, Hibbing, I think the opening night was the only rain out. Yeah, so it's just been perfect. Every night is perfect. It's just, it's nice. Every night. Don't, don't, don't talk to her about that yeah just just zip it when you come to that uh merlin castle you got a uh, back-to-back wins over there too that was pretty cool in the, yeah. in the in the midwest mod so how about Hibbing? what's stuck going to Hibbing? well the big thing of course in Hibbing was hall of fame night and so race fans don't do it now but we've been telling you stuff that's going to be live from the tracks on our youtube page a big interview posted about well, this is Monday. We're doing the show. So Monday night. So if you're watching this on Tuesday, you're already 24 hours late. A big interview posted already. I'm not going to see who it is. You got to jump over there, subscribe over there. We got a couple of interviews. Another one we'll, we'll post on Wednesday. So some great interviews. Uh, but a lot of energy in this from the crowd and this class. Because you had, of course, Pete Wallers. You know, and he got into racing so young. Not going to tell you. Go, go to the YouTube page. you find that out. But, you know, he was, you know, real popular and they got out of the sport at a pretty young age and of course harry hansen gets inducted and harry's had how many bars or beers sponsoring his car forever right and, you know bgs and mr nicks has been there forever and he's out you know beers because he's be the yeah yeah liquid exactly so i mean it was real rowdy so it was it was the most energetic crowd i think that i've said i've seen almost all of them for the hall so everyone in hibbing great job congrats especially uh, Lem Turnberg, if you know Lem, uh, you know, he kind of put that whole thing together as far as he gave the speeches, did the research. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, Deb, Billy, uh, and Grierson, what, what's Grierson's first name? I can't even. Harry. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, you know, great. You his car? It was the Orange 17 Super Stock. And then, he, you know, he. No, he was, see, I remember that name. That's all I remember is the name from looking back at results. I don't ever remember a car. Yeah, there was two of them, right? Gary Grierson was the 17. Um, super stock. I think he, he was in late model too. And then Bruce Grierson was the lavender deuce. He ran the six cylinder in the two car. So they were really good. They were from over the, the quad cities over Virginia. Yeah. Uh, or area, yeah. Over there. So, and then yeah, Deb Caldwell, Bill Engelstad, who's right. still involved with the sport. Jeff Hinkemeyer, who was one of the yeah. legends growing up. I mean, that, yeah, that's right. I forgot him. Yeah. I forgot Jeff. How yeah. do you forget Jeff Hinkemeyer? Yeah. I know. No kidding. And, and we had, uh, you know, Jeff and some of them guys that, that help us out with the show with some stuff. They actually made the trip up to Hibbing only because Jeff Hinkelmeyer was getting inducted. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so Lem Turnberg, Mark Tremberth, Snurt Thundercloud, Mark Signs, Turbine Chassis, whatever you want to call this guy. <laughs> hey, tip of the hat because he, he goes, he's got a lot going on. He's on the board and he goes above and beyond to really put this all together you know, for the hitting raceway, he's done, doing a great job with it. And he went over to the Grand Rapids Speedway. I want to thank him for that Yeah, because he interviewed the, the inductees over there, Pat Pickett, Porkchop, Bob Berger. I don't know if you remember him. I and uh, Wally Fox, he had the Snoopy on the car, right? So that was uh, over cool. at Grand Rapids. So he inducted yeah, those three as well. And he, he interviewed them all. He put everything together. So pretty cool deal, kind of an honor for all those people. They were all super happy. And they've all contributed to the sport in a lot of ways. 
But how about the racing side of things in Hibbing? You know, well, yeah, so Corey, yeah, Corey Sersha. You know, it's been a while since I've seen him in victory lane. I was happy for him. Now only five cars finished. And, you know, you know, kind of a brutal car count in the boss, but that does I'm not really gonna take anything away from him because it's not like they what there weren't competitive cars in there. So good for him. Uh, Mark Heinley started on the pole in the late model, was kind of held on for a while. I think he ended up about fifth. There were there was kind of a lead pack that separated itself with Heinley, Vessel, Massengill, Peterlin, probably Budislavich. They kind of no, there was a, a, a caution later on, but they kind of, you know, they kind of set the pace and he stuck around in that group. So it was pretty cool to see Danny Vang out with that late model, wins the heat right away, starts on the pole, first race of late model. Look pretty good. And then Justin, is it Bassa? Bassa? Bassa yeah. with the Midwest Mod win. No, I think he's won before. I don't think I've seen him. I don't think I've been in attendance when he's won. So congratulations to him. But yeah, I mean, you know, a good night. The crowd was down just a tad. But like I said, a pretty darn good late model car count. Uh, like I said, the program. And then they had the Legends and they had, was it, well, the Legends and they had two kind of Legends, like the modified type Legends and Vintage the Fender type. type yeah, yeah, so there was. There was a lot of racing going on, and like I said the Hall of Fame, but um, yeah. So again, good night, beautiful weather again. It's like every week, it's just like you know, you just can't you can't beat it. So beautiful weather, put together a good program, and uh, yeah, looking forward to doing it again next Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And I went to the Sycamore Speedway again in Illinois. Yeah, buddy Dave, and you know, and, and then his cousin Brian races as well, and kind of his second year, he's running a pure stock and broken axle right away in that and thank god it was a left rear not the right rear because the tire came off and the car didn't go tumbling so that was good he was done for the night but he's progressively getting better but dave uh he had a really good hot rod he just kind of got positioned wrong on the restarts he was on the inside outside was kind of the better line he was they were all right there in a bunch and he got fifth but i mean he at any point in the last two laps you had no idea who was winning that race i mean they were wow. It was good, and the point lead is still solid over there. So um, six point nights left for uh, for Dave to win the points over at so, Sycamore Speedway. So they get into the middle of September a little bit then. I was just going to ask First that. First weekend they... of October, because they actually oh, wow. have two weekends in there. One weekend they don't race. They got like, a, I don't know, monster trucks or something like that. And then there's another weekend where they have uh, like a big special, but there's no points. So okay. there's, yeah, so it goes into the second and third. And I believe that weekend is a Lucas Oil MLRA double header over there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so they Fuck got you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be at that one for sure. That's going to be pretty exciting to be over at. And they got, of course, they got the street stocks with that. So pretty good racing over there at Sycamore. The crowds, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, I'm used to seeing the crowds at some of our tracks. Man, they're doing it right. They get, they get a lot of They do. They really do. Now, another track kind of in our, I guess, our area, northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, the Gondekla Speedway. Did Ooh. you happen to see anything from Gondekla Speedway this past week? I, yes, I, I didn't see how it happened, but I saw a couple of cars up on the wall and a couple of people not happy. I think you've probably seen a little bit more clips. Why don't you walk everyone kind of through what you saw in the modified? Is That was a feature, I'm assuming. That was a feature. So you got... I don't know if everybody remembers this, right? But there was a little bit of a rivalry between Jody Belfi and Kelly Estes. Yeah, right? I never knew that. I never yeah, knew Yeah, yeah. They they may have tried to kind of like reimagine Rocky Four, Rocky Five, <laughs> you know, a little bit of post-race antics there. 
no love loss, no love loss, but it kind of seemed like it simmered down, right? You know, let's face it, Kelly's getting old. So am I. So, you know, so he's kind of, he's kind of simmered down, but they kind of seemed like it went away. And then all of a sudden I see, and, and I'm watching this on Dirt Race Central. And if, if you haven't seen it, watch DRC.tv. You can jump on, you can actually watch the race on there. But there was a yellow come out and here's Brandon Kopp. His tail of the car is up on top of the wall in three and four. And you got Skeeter Esty up against the fence somehow. And, and uh, Jody Belfi's up against him and Jody kind of pulls away. And next thing you know, Skeeter mashes on it, drives into the side of his car on the yellow and drives right in this door and he's shoving him down the racetrack. And you can hear somebody in the background back going, Skeeter, you know, like they're going like, oh yeah. my God, what is he doing? Because I actually texted him. I'm like, dude, I thought you were the call master. Like, yeah. And so I got all sides of this. I talked to people from the track. I talked to Skeeter. I talked to Belfi. I talked to other racers. I talked to people that were watching. And they were playing kissy face a couple laps before that. The video didn't show it. So I can't speak like overly intelligently on exactly what happened. All of that is just hearsay. But evidently some sliders were thrown and some feelings were hurt and one guy didn't lift. And, you know, one guy says, you know, hey, he dirty slid me and I just I, I was sick of it. So I hit him. And then the other guy says, you know, he he slid me and I lifted and I slid him back and he didn't lift and he folded in my corner. Well, then what led to it is Jody was obviously mad and literally coming into turn three. And he openly says this. He dumped him. He just literally drove right into him and spun him out and stuffed him in the wall. And, you know, then Brandon Kopp got caught up into it. Yeah, and it's like, that's unfortunate. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at this initially going, you, you got to, I mean, you have to penalize them. I mean, you have to find them. You have to do something. Right. I mean, you look at that, right. You like you, you can't just smash into people on a yellow. I mean, turbo literally got a year off. <laughs> year. A year. From the world of outlaw for him and anger management class. Yeah, and he hit the guy softer. Now he had other issues before that. I don't think Skeeter's ever. That I, I know. Of. I don't know if Skeeter ever anything. No, ever. I, I I don't think he's ever had a you know like he said. I mean, he just Jody dumped me on purpose. I was pissed. I'm like, I get it. I've been there. I've been on both sides of that equation, right? <laughs> you know. So I initially, I'm like, you have to do something. Like they. He has to have probation. He has to have a fine. I don't know what a suspension, maybe. I don't know. But then Jody posted on Facebook and even told the promoter of the track, well, yeah, I hit him on purpose. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, hey, congratulations, Jody, for – he manned up. He fessed up. He didn't – he wasn't yeah. sugarcoating it. That's I mean, true. That's a good point. He manned up. He, you know what I mean? He, he didn't sit back and say – I, I didn't mean to get into him. He just wrote, no, he didn't try to play that card. He flat out says, no, I don't. I was pissed. I don't. I was like, so he, he, he watched that interview from Herbo a year ago. He said, you know, somebody one day is going to kick Bobby Pierce's ass. I really hope it's me. I really do. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> there, there were no apologies by Tyler Herb. <laughs> None. Zero. So you look at that whole deal and it's like, well, if you do something to Skeeter, right. And I get it. It's different. You have to do something to Jody because he intentionally wrecked somebody. Well, now the, the situation's different because the one guy drove into him on purpose under racing conditions, and the other guy drove into him on a yellow. <laughs> so, 
So, you know, here's the deal. Okay. I, I, I was looking at this. And I'm like, man, I want to give a donkey award here, but I just don't know how to give one. I mean, like the whole situation, I don't really know because I, I've been on all sides. I didn't see what happened leading into it. You know, if, if Jody felt like Skeeter tried to stuff him in the wall with the right rear, then he drove into him on purpose. That was a payback. deal. I get it. If Skeeter felt like, Hey, he dumped me on purpose. So I drove into the side of him. I get it. If the track does not penalize, because initially I had people message me and go, the only reason that Skeeter Esty did not get suspended is because his sponsor, Joe Starry, is the promoter over yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, okay, initially looking at it, I can see how they feel that way. But when Jody Flato tells them, well, I dumped them on purpose. Well, you, I mean, now you got to suspend them both because I mean, yeah. so I can't really give a donkey award there. It's just kind of a messed up situation. But let's say this, these two are going to see a lot of each other over the rest of the year, right? They will see each other Labor Day weekend. They will see each other at the Northern Nationals. They probably will see each other at the Red Clay Classic. Okay, Silver 1000. Silver 1000. This is must-see TV. Get to the track. I don't think it's dumb, okay? Like, these two are not going to give each other an inch. They're both going to be competing. Skeeter's getting faster and faster. Jody's been fast all year. Yeah, They're yeah. going to be up front. It's not dumb. Get to the track. <laughs> I mean, you, like, literally, you can't miss this. I mean, it's superior on friday night at the gonda glass speedway they will be head to head what's gonna happen oh, right if, one, if they start next to each other are their quarter panels coming they're gonna right. drive for each other they're gonna dump each other is there gonna be a boxing match i don't know right i don't know but you need to get there to find out now you should get to the track but if you can't get to the track jump on dirt race central because i can assure you that this is kind of like a i don't know if we're in, i think we're in like season four of the of the SD Delphi saga. I think that's where we're at. And it's not done yet. It's I not never knew it. I, right. And that's another guy. I actually had him in my notes. Jody showed up to Rapids on Thursday night too. So, right. you know, that's I mean, it's right. just another, another guy that showed up. Vang ends up winning in Superior. Sebraski second. Cop recovers for a third. Comment if you were there. We want to put something in the comments. We want to know, you know, kind of what's going on. But yeah, you're right, Ryan. This could get nasty. And like I said, I had no idea that there was this SD Delphi thing I mean, I don't think yeah, I've really a boxing seen match. I know, I know that Jody, well, Jody and him, Jody and Kelly at the Proctor Speedway were rolling around throwing punches at the Proctor Speedway quite a few years ago now. Over at the Ogilvy Raceway, I don't know if it was a Topless or the, the Mod Nationals, one of them at the end of the year. I, I don't exactly remember how it worked. I think Jody rolled. I think Kelly maybe got into Jody and Jody rolled. And, and Jody went over his car and just started look landing haymakers in, in his car, you know. So so that the SD Belfi deal, it's uh, I mean, it's this is this is good stuff right here. I mean, oh. it's must see TV. You got to get there and watch this. All right, speaking of must see TV, let's shift our focus east. You know, I used to be head west, young man. We're gonna head east, young man, for the discount shop towels, Dirt Kings tour, uh, Angel Park. Angel Park, Angel, yeah, Park. Angel with two L's, kind of Angel Park. Madison, kind of by Madison, Wisconsin, in that area. Yeah, rough, choppy track. Nick and Blink out to a sizable lead, and then there's a caution. Why don't you pick it up from there? Well, a rough, choppy track. The cushion was like it was. It was really far off the bottom, like a whole lane and a half. Right. I don't know if they got rain. I don't know if they overwatered. I don't know what it was. 
but like the whole track was all garbage. The cushion was like a lane off the bottom, maybe a lane and a half. It wasn't very good. And Mr. Excitement, Mitch McGrath, who maybe has ruffled a few feathers in over in recent years. I don't remember if you remember the battle Royale race over at, uh, I think yes. that was at Plymouth last or no, that wasn't Plymouth. That was, was that Plymouth? I think it was Plymouth last year with when yeah. Glenn's one. Yeah. I think yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was the it was the Diamond Forty Three race, is what it was. That was an and, exciting race. <laughs> yeah, he hit like every car he got next to. Well, <laughs> this one here is a little different because he he's a charger. He is. Nick Anvilink is not a charger. Nick is a steady, smooth, not a cushion pusher. He's not your Bobby Pierce. He's more like your I, I don't know Jimmy Owens, kind of the smoother through the middle type deal. And McGrath came in and he chucked a slider and he cleared him. Yeah. And then he smacked the right rear off the cushion. The car got out of shape. He stood on the gas. And and as a racer, right, you have to stay in the gas there because if you hook the cushion and lift, you're going straight into the fence. Okay. It's going to turn you to the right. So he stands on the gas and he collects Anvilink and never lifts and spins Anvilink up. I don't know if he hit the wall, but for sure he went over the cushion. He cut his tire. I don't know if he hurt more stuff, but took Anvilink out of the race and, and he was leading. And he took, if you remember, he took Anvilink out of the race last year at yeah. that deal of Plymouth. So they have a little bit of a history. There was almost a boxing match over that one as well. And they actually booted him. They, they kicked him out. I think they might've kicked him out of the dirt games too for the rest of the year over that deal. Oh, really? I, well, for sure they kicked him out of Plymouth, but I think it might have been Dirt Kings. I'm not 100% positive, but needless to say, instantaneous black flag, right? Yeah. And I don't I don't know how I feel about that, right? Because it wasn't like, hey, I intentionally drove into a guy. It wasn't like that. He right. slid him clear. He jumped the cushion. He come back down. Is he out of control? Yeah, absolutely. Is he a weapon? For sure. He's fast. He's exciting. He's like a a rough around the edges version of Bobby Pierce, right? Yeah, he's Where, Terry Casey back in the day. Right here for the absolutely. same area. Absolutely. <laughs> Great qualifier because he's on the gas, put him around cars, and Risco Aluminum is going to be needed. Okay? It's just plain and simple. Well, I don't know if he needed the black flag. He should have got put to the back. Right. And I think it was maybe a knee-jerk reaction there um, because well, of his history of driving like a moron, basically, is what it is. But – that, that screwed Nick because Nick was in striking distance of the point lead wow. and he finished 14th, 15th because he didn't come back out on the track. And I know that Berna was up in the top five somewhere up uh, there. And that literally, there's not many races left in that deal. That's a tough deal there for Anvilink for the discount shot tells Dirt King series. Well, that's what I kind of feel bad for McGrath in the sense that if, well, let me ask you as a racer, if the track was smooth and he did that save move and he was able to slide up the track up towards the front stretch wall, does this even happen? You know, he had to, like you said, he no. caught that berm, which wasn't far up. Right. And that kept everybody so close to each other. So there's some blame to the track in some ways. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. Because the cushions are laying off the bottom. You got to be aggressive to pass on a track like that. He was aggressive. He literally jumped the cushion. It was a racing deal. You know, he's on the pumps, things happen, but really tough break. And, and actually Brad Mueller won and, and Burt yeah. published that he won in Plymouth as well. Now, Puka, if you remember, it was, it feels like it was like last week, but I know it was like a month ago, but he had that absolutely yeah. vicious rollover. And right. good to see him get a pair of wins this weekend. That's a pretty big one, getting a, 
a discount Choctaw's Dirt Kings series win. That's a big yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm real happy. Yeah, that was the weekend at the Lucas. That was the weekend I was in. You guys sent me that video. I was in Rochester. I was supposed to go to that Lucas race. I got rained out at Deer Creek. So that was the last weekend of June that he vicious, vicious rollover. Gosh, we're just lucky he was okay. So, right. but yeah, like you said, so Ron Berna take, you know, in command now this Dirt Kings tour. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if you pull it off. I'm sure there's some Ron Berna fans out there. If you're a fan, drop in the comments if you think he can he could pull this thing off. But because uh, I think what Bert had told us in the past is Nick's won every single title except last year. He didn't run the series though last year. So, but he is running it this year. So this this would be the first straight up loss by Nick Anvilink if he can't uh, you know rattle things off and and pull it off uh, in 2021. Yeah, he's gonna have some work to do. Berna's extremely consistent too. So that's that's something going against Anvilink because Berna's not typically the top three, top four, and then 18th. He's usually that solid top five guy. So, yeah, I, I haven't looked at the schedule. I don't own the next races. I know there's a race coming to Sycamore. So they do have a race coming down oh, there. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So that's another wow. one. We probably have to make it to that one. Maybe we'll get Bert to come down over there too. So now be let's, great. let's head over. We'll stay in Wisconsin. Let's go to the Red Cedar Speedway, Menominee, Wisconsin, the fifth annual Dwayne Mater Memorial, the Mater 55. Of course, four of those races now have been at the Red Cedar Speedway. Last year's race, because of COVID, Red Cedar was shut down. It was at the Rice Lake Speedway. Kevin Buzzy Adams won it last year. The other four all won by the Iceman, Jimmy Mars. He did you watch that race he dominated oh, yeah yeah i just yeah I, I i it really made me think now i know he's been atop the power rankings for several weeks but we really haven't talked about him maybe as much as he deserves you know he goes to i-94 challenge series win he goes up to superior gets a flat he he started on the pole probably would have won that race up there the first one which would have been a challenge series points He's on the pole at Cedar Lake for the 5,000 win on there, flat tire during a caution, you know, you know, and he, and then, so, and he but he does win. Lake. Yeah. And wins the challenge series in Rice Lake. Now wins the Mater 55. I don't know if we've really put it together. And I guess this stuff has really been July forward. So it's only been like the last six weeks, but yeah, I don't know if we appreciate and everyone really appreciates how, I mean, he's just badass fast this year. He is because Doran honking on that high side is you know just like he always is smooth fat, but he just is this you know a little bit shy. I think uh, I think what we need to do, okay, because we all know that Pat Doran is super outgoing, flamboyant, <laughs> oh, totally. or the or the opposite, right? A man of few words. We need to get this dude a bridesmaid's dress, all right? Because he's having honestly, he's having well, probably the best year he's had in the last few. He's yeah. been in the top in the top four like fourteen straight times, except for except for one race I think in there. I mean, he's always there, and he got second at that race. He got second at the Mater. He got second at the Twin Twenty Fives. Second at the both nights at the USA Nationals. Right. Yeah. I mean, second at the Four Forty Four Memorial. These are all. It's like second, second, second. No, that pays good. That's good. That means you're in contention to win, but. Man, I mean, Jimmy Mars stays home. He wins that race. But Mars, he doesn't race a ton, mostly just specials. And and then he shows up, and he's just lights out. But um, really good. You know what? The feature was pretty good. The heat races were really oh, good. Yeah. The heat races were outstanding. But uh, here's the deal. Now, remember back at the match, right, where Jimmy Mars dumped 
Jesse Glenn's and all kinds of drama before that, after that. I don't know all the story with it, but let's just say that round two to the Iceman Jimmy Mars because yeah. he chucked a slider. See, part of his complaint with Glenn's was, I'm sick of him throwing sliders like he doesn't care who's there. And Jimmy says, I'll race people how they race me. And in his mind, in his mind, Jesse doesn't, he races them not how he likes. And man, he come into three on that or into one on that restart. And he threw yeah, a one. slider and it was like, I don't give a crap if he lifts, doesn't lift, whatever. Like I'm going to the top period, like get out of my way. The train's coming. And yeah. Glenn's picked up the brake pedal and he lost about three spots. So Jimmy Marsh tried to throw the people's elbow and uh, evasive action taken by the seven X to kind of avoid the people's elbow there. Cause he would have given it to him. If he wouldn't have lifted, he would have just punted him. He didn't care. He was going. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of seven X, how about his heat race? But you know, we've seen, I saw this at Cedar Lake too, way in the back, right to the front. He did it the 5k night. He did it the USA nationals night and he did it at the Mater 55. He's yeah, coming to the front. He was charging. I mean, I could have watched that heat and been like, okay, that's good enough. I got my entertainment value right there. I mean, it was good. And and uh, Demo came up through in that one as well. And he gave an yes. absolute body slam on Buddy Hannistead. I don't know if you saw that. He just yes, yeah, coming out of him too. Him out of two. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, that, you know, you, you can't get upset about other people smashing if you're also smashing this kind of one of those things. So, but uh, let's let, let, let me let me jump in real quick. So, race fans, we're you know we're working on clips here of you know of the the stuff that happened out east with Ambulink, the stuff that happened up Superior, the stuff that happened at Red Cedar. So, uh, you know, if you're a podcaster, be sure to try and jump on if you want to see some of this footage. We're working on some of that stuff. So yeah, so let's move over to North Dakota. North Dakota. Let's go to NLRA Racing, and uh, they were supposed to have two shows. They were supposed to be in Jamestown on Saturday. And then the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon on Sunday. And I don't know the whole backstory on this, but needless to say, they decided we're not having the NLRA late models at Jamestown. Now, from my sources, and I don't know, this is all secondhand information, okay? But my sources tell me that the late model, many of the late model guys said, look, with A, the tire shortage, and B, Jamestown being really hard on tires, we, we want no part of that place on Saturday. So I, that's what I was told. Now, when did they say that? The last minute? No, nah, it wasn't at the last minute. It was during the week. Okay? okay. Now, I've heard differing stories. Like, it was a mutual deal. I don't know the facts, but more leaning towards the drivers decided they didn't want to go. And what makes me think that's what happened is Saturday night after the races, if you, if you jump onto the Jamestown Speedway page, they posted some pictures. It looked like the track was good you know, for the street stocks and whatever other classes they had there, like there was multiple lanes of racing. And they said, man, great racing, three wide, four wide. And the promoter jumped on and they said, any comments? Yeah, I'll comment. Late model is your loss. <laughs> oh, really? It's kind of like <laughs> shots fired. And uh, I went back to look just about an hour later, deleted. It was gone. Ooh. It was gone. So it was there. I, I screenshotted it. It was there. I got it, you know, but it's kind of one of those things where I think she, I think a little emotion came in, you know, a little, little bit of a donkey award to a pretty new promoter over there. You can be upset about things, but you've got to stay off social media with stuff like that. Like if you're a promoter, 
you got to be smarter than that because I, I get it. This kind of like, you know, hey, you didn't want to come to our track. We put on a good show. It turned out to be good. And they were probably a little bit bitter about it. But you don't want to start pissing off all the late model guys to where they just say, screw it. We don't want to come back because they got the Jamestown Stampede coming right. up. Too. You know, if they, I think it's the 51st and it wasn't the 50th last year or darn near. Darn around near there. Somewhere in that yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. So the race itself, though, you know, looking at the at the race in Jamestown, the rookie. Mike Resseth, he got it done again. He's won a bunch of races. I don't know if he's at, I'll take a look here. He's at six or seven on the year. He's having a hell of a year. And you mean at Lisbon. You mean at Lisbon. You said James. Lisbon, Lisbon. my bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, at Lisbon. He is actually at six wins on the year, which is really Ooh. good as a rookie season. And in the gap, now, they've been kind of bouncing back and forth. He had the lead, and then all of a sudden he drives off the track leading, right? And then he gets yeah. the lead back, and then he, then he broke and all that, and then so he's 26 points back from Shane Edgington leading the deal. So 26 seems like a lot, but proof of what they do is they, it's double points. So they take the national points, the whole system with soda has is, and they double that. So instead of it being five oh. points in second, it's 10 points between first and second. And they have two races coming up this weekend, Fargo and Grand Forks. And then they have the prelude to the Johnny at the site. So, Three races wow, left. Wow, down to three. And it's really down. It's really down to Shane Edgington. It's his to lose. He's got, he's got the lead. And Mike Resseth on his heels. Now, a little bit more drama in the NLRA. So, up at Greenbush, and I don't know what place he finished up there, but they, they teched the drivers. And after the race, Bryce Sward, I think he's 17 years old, and he's got a couple wins. Yeah. He's been running pretty good. They checked his ignition, like his, uh, his chip. So there, there's a chip rule. I believe it's 8,500, I think is what the number is, or 82, 8,200 or 8,500 for the late models. Wh whatever the number is, they checked it, right? Failed. Failed. Ooh. So automatic right on the spots are like, I think we're going to have to DQ you. But so they called up Billy. They got the chip. They brought it up. And they're like, well, okay, we'll send it to Billy. He can check it. Well, they checked it again. It was good. Same chip. They're like... <laughs> So in my mind, right, I'm looking at the, and if they check the chip and they're like, okay, it was no good. Let's just check it to make sure they checked it and it's good. In my mind, I'm like, well, you, it's good. It's good. Why are you DQing a guy then? So they're going through the whole process with this deal. And the process was Greenbush is supposed to send that chip to Billy. Billy's supposed to tech it, right? And, and Billy, in my mind, if, if it techs not good, should send it to MSD where they can check to see if it's tampered with or just faulty or, or whatever it is. So as of today, and this is two weeks ago, this happened because I looked at the NLRA points. I'm like, why aren't they updated? Well, they haven't updated because they don't know what to do with this whole situation yet. Is uh, he DQ'd and all that? So they just, they, they so has he been running most of the shows? He's right? been running because okay. we'll get to that in just a second. So, so Billy, to the, I don't know if he's got it or not, but two weeks later, there's still no answer on this deal. So uh, when he talked, Bryce Sword called Billy Engelstead, the head of teching for Wasoda, at the end of last week, and Billy's like, I haven't got it yet. Like, I haven't even received it. So that's on Greenbush. It's like, like, I'm here to tell you, like, a chip, it's like that big. It's like the size of a quarter. You put it in an envelope. You overnight it. It gets there the next day, Right. I know Greenbush is really far north, but I think they're way beyond horse and buggies, okay? Get them the stuff so we can race. Now, 
here's what happened. So first of all, they said, well, upon, they're going to have to tech it to make sure they think it's good. They, even if it comes out bad, I'm about 99.9% positive. It wasn't a cheated up chip. It may have been a faulty chip. Things go bad. It's the electronic part. Okay. Things happen. Okay. Now, with that said, he's been racing. Now, over in um, Minot at the Nodak Speedway, I don't know if you remember, but Mike Reseth went into that race with the point lead and he DNF'd in the first couple laps. Do you know why he DNF'd? Bryce Ford spun out. Oh. So uh, let's, let's go. Yeah, he just spun out, collected him. Gresseth was done. Lost the point lead. He got like 18th or whatever in the race. Now, now think about this. Let's play devil's advocate for just a second. Let's say that it's deemed illegal. He shouldn't have been racing. Gressa, right. So that whole deal. So what does a person do in that situation? You got to expedite things. It's got to it's got to happen right now because if you have a person out there racing for two weeks that shouldn't have been out there, and all of a sudden he alters the whole you know series championship, that's a bad deal. So I'm giving a straight up donkey award to the Greenbush Race Park for not having their shit together and getting that chip over to Billy Engelstead so it could be teched. I was initially giving the donkey award to Bill Engelstead in Wasota, but how do you, because I'm like, what are they doing? Well, how come he hasn't done anything with it yet? Well, he didn't have it. So that's not yeah. on him. That's not on him. It's, it's easy for me to throw daggers at Wasota sometimes, but that's not on him. That's on Greenbush. It's, it's beyond me how they can't just take things serious, get things in the mail, get it taken care of. Well, crap, they could meet Bemidji. It's two hours for each party. I mean, exactly. Billy could, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like this is a, we're not talking we're crossing six states. This is they a could, world of outlaws. They could have met Bemidji because they raced on Sunday. They could have they could have met there. They could have went to the chicken shack, enjoyed some racing over at the Bemidji Speedway. Billy could have teched a couple guys over there, you know, but yeah, just a bad deal. So it's going to be interesting. I talked to Bryce today. I said, you know, keep me informed. I want to kind of stay in the loop as to what's going on. Like I said, I, I don't think it's cheating. You know, I, I, I don't I really don't think that. But uh, <clears throat> it's one of those deals where they're kind of suggesting people go to the dial deal instead of the chip because you can have problems. Well, didn't Strand but, get caught up with something like this? Yeah, similar. Yeah, similar deal, different but similar. Um, but yeah, same same deal. That was a USMPS deal. So. Yeah, I mean, you, the more you hear about that, the more you want to go to the dial on the box instead of the chip itself. So, and that's kind of what they recommend anyway. So, Puka, um, anything else there? Have you did you watch any of the NLRA stuff? I no, I did not catch anything there this weekend. That but race I, also on Dirt Race Central. Okay, but yeah. I did catch the next subject. Okay, turn the dial down south. Turn the I dial heard, down south. What do we south. got? What do we got? <laughs> so. Florence, Kentucky, North South 100. Of course, the Hall of Fame weekend, too, for the late models. This is the weekend they do the inductions. Uh, I don't know. You want to start? I mean, I, I watched Thursday, watched Friday, watched Saturday, watched it all. What'd you think? Big, sexy Brandon Overton. He, I mean, he was the show. I mean, he was he, he was dialed in. He looked really good. Um, the, I, I love that place. Now, here's the deal. My pick going in, Josh Rice. And yeah. you, good pick. Solid pick. We like that David versus Goliath, right? The local hero versus the big dollar teams. He was in second, right? He was in second in the 50 lap or 50,000 to win race. Right rear tire went down, I think he ended up fifth in that deal. But yeah, he is flat out fun to watch. I mean, he's on the pump. I mean, 
I'll I'll take him versus anybody at at Florence. He is that good. So um, that's that was the main reason I watched that race is is Josh Rice. You know, don't get me wrong. I like Lucas Oil late model racing, but Josh Rice is okay. Let's I'm gonna give you two names. Who's more exciting for you to watch, Bobby Pierce, Josh Rice? Well, they're oh, they're kind of both in the same category, actually. <laughs> I think I would totally agree. And there's there's no, I mean, there's no viable argument either way. I think the only argument would be Bobby Pierce has a bigger budget. He has more yeah, money yeah. behind him, you know. Yeah. So when you see that, and, and I guess I don't know that for sure. I don't know what Josh Rice's financial situation really is, but I feel like he's maybe not on the same level of backing as Bobby Pierce. But that's the kind of thing they sell T-shirts, right? They're not the smooth, steady. I mean, they're good. They're not, they're, they're probably not the favorites of the people they race against. I can right. be honest, but as far as watching them get around the racetrack, my goodness. I mean, that that's exciting stuff right there. So Josh Rice, tough break for him. Still had a top five finish, probably had some big aspirations of winning that one, but another big win, win there for Brandon Overton. Anything else stick out to you from Florence? Well, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, Overton with the win, T-Max second, JD third, Owens fourth, so a good run for him. Rice was fifth, so T-Max leads with 175-point lead. So JD's been kind of stalled out at six wins. He hasn't won since about a month ago, July 17th, at the Diamond Nationals at Lucas Oil Speedway. Of course, he won the USA Nationals, but that was a World of Outlaw event. 46 cars, not a single woo car is what one of my late mall experts told me. I didn't really go back and look. What did you think about that? Were you a bit surprised? Not a single woo car, although Strickler surfaced. Strickler did surface. I'm thinking about this. And there wasn't one, was there? So, yeah, Madden wasn't there. And, and yeah. B-Ship ran the Hell Tour. B-Ship yeah. ran the Hell Tour. Bruning wasn't there. Dennis Jr. wasn't there. Right. That, and, you know, and here's the thing. And they still had almost 50 cars. Yeah, right? 46. So, again, this comes down to location. Their yeah. regular late models in that area are open late models. So they can run with them. And obviously, as Josh Rice showed, they can contend. And was it Michael Chilton? Um, he started – yeah, he, he started like 10th in the heat the, in the qualifier on, on that one night, got second. I mean yeah. – you look really good too, you know. So it's really cool when your local late models they're on the same page, right? And and that's the problem we have up in Minnesota country is they're they're steel block, you know, seven hundred horse ish around that neighborhood late models. It's not the same thing. It's like running a it's like running a limited late model against a late model is what it is. And yeah. now they're running you know a late model against a super late model. So. You know, it's it's one of those things. You're going to see some really good shows down in that area. And and Florence is a track there, Puka, where I just don't remember it being this exciting, right? I mean, I always thought it was kind of that smooth, slick. I I, I must have missed something. But that place, I mean, they get up on the pump. That's almost a – I'd compare it to, like, a little bit bigger version of a Fairberry to where they're pounding the cushion and slide jobbing and crossing over. I mean – as a fan's perspective, it's an exciting place to watch racing. Boy, all these tracks, you know, starting with that I-80 and moving to Prairie Dirt and moving to Cedar, moving to North-South, and now next week with the top was they're all good. Bath feels good, too. You know, I mean, so they're, well, ultimately, I mean, like I said, you can do everything at the USA Nationals. The fireworks, the camping, it doesn't matter. 
The reason it's popular is because the racing is good. They've got a surface. They got what you know, whether it's the type of clay, whether it's the type of banking, whether it's the width of the track, whether it's all those combined or two of the three things, whatever. Same thing in Florence, same thing. The bottom line is the racing still has to be good. And they've, you know, Cedar, all these places we just talked, the aforementioned have a formula for, you know, for a good race. Now I had a question for you. What do you got? Mike Marlar resurfaces. Had zero Lucas wins this year. Leads a few laps on Thursday night. RTJ leads a few laps on Thursday night. Stormy Scott's been out. As a matter of fact, Stormy was the hard charger on Saturday night, 24th to 8th. Any of these three, do you think by the end of this year will claim a look? Because they're probably all deserving. But do you think any or all three or two of the three will claim a Lucas Oil victory by the end of the year? RTJ is going to win one of the three shows next week at Batesville. That's your deal? Okay, that's your pick. Yeah. All right. That's my because pick. the other two, I don't know, Marlar's kind of fun to watch, but he's just missing something. Stormy, uh, he's looked pretty good the last couple He weeks. has looked. The last month, six weeks, been good to him, too. Starting yeah, at so I-80, I mean, he's been good. Any one of the three could, but I, I just got a hunch. I don't think RTJ is going to win the 40 grand to win show. I have a feeling he's going to win one of the prelims down at Batesville. He's really good down there. He's won some races in the mod, some 10 grand to win stuff down there. He knows how to get around that place. All right, perfect. All right, let's time to move on. We'll get uh, to the fan question of the week. Brought to you by. Well, that's uh, that's brought to you by Cowboy Up Racing. Shane Howell, the Liberty One. And, you know, Eric from Wisconsin. He's like, don't put my last name on there. I'm like, okay. He said, this is, this is Eric from Wisconsin. Here's the question. He goes, with the two top late model guys in Wissota late model points, Chad Becker, Cole Searing, making a trip west this week. And what he means by west, they went out to Sheridan. We'll get that in a second. Does a guy feel good about wins with, like, really low car counts like this when they could have gone to a race that paid bigger money against a higher caliber of competition? Okay, so... I'm going to say no. So Puka, I'm going to let you start on this. And then I kind of, I'm going to probably go off on a tangent. So when you saw that, right? So Chad Becker, I'll use him as an example first. He made the trip all the way to the Grand Rapids Speedway from Aberdeen, South Dakota for a regular show. It's a Thursday. I was pumped to see him. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's all the way over here. He's obviously going to the Mater. I mean, it's 5555 to win. All the top guys in the area are going to be there. It's a big money show. He he came over probably on the way, roundabout way, but I figured he was on his way kind of down to Menominee. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking the next day. He's not at Menominee. He's not at Grand Forks. Miller, he's got to be at Miller. That's where he runs on Saturdays, but they had a Friday show. Not at Miller. I'm like, that's weird. Beckard's not racing tonight. All of a sudden, he's out in Sheridan, Wyoming. They got five cars. Three started the feature. I'm like, are you shitting me? This dude drove, what is it, 12, 14 hours from Grand right. Rapids all the way out there for... Ought to be. And a hauler, at least. Five, six hundred bucks or whatever. Because I, I know originally it was going to be like a thousand a win, but they said, if we have under this many, we're pay- starting at this, and under this many, we're starting at this. So it was like five, six hundred a win is all. I'm like what so then then i'm like he's he's trying to you know get one up on searing so searing he he was fresh off his suspension on saturday he showed up out there on friday as well but he couldn't race on friday so he was there friday so he raced on saturday and sunday so they had a whopping six cars saturday and six cars on sunday 
Saturday, Searing won. Becker got third. Um, Eric Moss beat him, got second. And then on Sunday, Searing won. Becker got second. And I'm looking at this, and I'm going, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I want your thoughts. Well, part of it is the way it was Otis set up. So there's no, you know, there's no rating for strength of competition per se. So it's kind of the, you know, they're playing by the rules they're given. When he was here Thursday was I thinking he would go to the Mater. The only thing I thought of is he runs an MB. Maybe he was going to go down and see Mars. Maybe they were going to do a few things to get this thing tweaked for this end of the year here run here. Let's, let's get this national title. But then I thought, well, I don't know. I not, did I 94 race? I mean, that's kind of along the way. I mean, Grand Forks is a little off one way, but I thought, ah, maybe he does, I, does I 94. Was I expecting him in Sheridan, Wyoming? Absolutely not. I mean, that was just, you know, and then of course, they don't know what the car count's going to be there, to, you know, kind of rolling the dice a little bit too there. But they, yeah, they, what, a, they got a pretty good idea what the car count's going to be. Oh, oh, do they? They kind of know ahead. They kind of, okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we kind of heard your thoughts, but I mean, Finish it off because you were a competitor once and you never shot away from competition. I, I think it's a, I think it's a joke. Donkey Award goes to both of these two. Period. End of discussion. Right? Becker searing Donkey Award for both the other. And I get it. Like if one does it, the other has to. This is just stupid. Okay, this is stupid because literally they could have went on. They could have went Sunday. Right? They could have went to Lisbon for an NLRA show. That's a great paying show. It's not top heavy but it pays good all the way through they could have went to lisbon on sunday which is a hell of a lot closer for more money against real race cars full points right on on i guess friday becker searing couldn't race on friday but becker could have went to menominee in my mind okay if you're a race car driver right if you're good if you're a high caliber if you're a top tier guy when there's a show like that in bulldog you probably remember Bulldog. You pitted for Mater, spot Bulldog repair. He put that whole deal together, all the sponsorship money. It was like five, six hundred or something like that to start the feature. Yeah, I think it was five fifty-five to start. Yeah, yeah, a thousand for fifteenth, right? Yeah. I'm like, if you're that close and you don't go to that, come on, that's just that's a bunch of bunk. That's just stupid, you know. And I don't care. Like, I don't care if either one of their feelings get hurt. I really don't because they're both pussies in my mind. Okay, plain and simple. There's no other way to put it. Like, you can't justify that. That is just that's a joke is what it is. Okay. It's a joke, right? It's absolutely stupid. Now on the way back, he could have went to Grand Forks. Okay? Yeah, right, right, right. He could have went to I-94. He could have went to Montevideo, which is cherry picking, but at least it's on the way. I mean, it would be in this situation if you're from there, no offense, but they only get five, six cars too. Right. He could have went so any one of those tracks he could have went to Miller, right? But no, he drives by all those tracks, skips out on a 5,555 to win to go all the way over to Sheridan. I get why he did it, right? Because he knew Searing was going there because that's what he does, right? This, you know, it, it just it boggles my mind. I think it's stupid. And it comes back to Wasoda, who gets a donkey award because the whole system's fun. Puka, it's five points difference between first and second for, for a feature win. Okay. It's 195, I think 91, something like that. So the points on, on show points, how it works is if there's nine cars or less, you get 10 show up points. If there's 10 to 15 cars, you get 11 show up points. If there's 12, uh, 16 or more, you get 12 show up points. Okay. So literally it don't matter if you have three cars or nine cars, a win is 110 points. 
that is still better than a second place in points, a second place finish with full points show, right? Because that would be 105 or 112, 107. That'd be 107. So 110 point show is better than 107, right? So they literally had in their mind, we're going west because it's easier to get that. Right. Something's got to be done with that. They, they right. got to change the system because you see these three car shows, five car shows, four car shows. I mean, it, it's just stupid. I mean, I, I, I hated that. I lost the national championship and I don't really give a crap. I'll call him out too. Don Eichens beat me in 2001. Okay. I raced all the real specials. I was at the Lesotho 100, Labor Day Shootout, Northern Nationals. All of our tracks had a B main, right. if not two B mains every night. He's racing his tracks that had 12 cars and I'm begging him, begging him. I'm like, you come up here. I'll figure out, I'll cover your gas. I'll pay your way. I don't care. Come race me. Nope. Scared. Literally, I remember he'd say, oh, yeah, I'm going here. Great. I'm going there, too. And then he'd go the opposite direction. Scared. No way. <laughs> Absolutely. Scared. Right? Flat out, definitely afraid because he, he wasn't going to beat me. It wasn't going to happen. He came over end of the year. Um, They had the race of champions at the um, Superior Speedway at the time. I'm on the front row for the feature. He didn't even make the show. It snows out. Right? I win that race. I, I only lost by, like, two points for the national championship. I win that race. I'm the national champion. I'm like, I'll race for free. I don't care if it's snowing or not. I want to race. Let's go. And, and it was like 30 degrees. All that Ice back. racing. Ice racing. You know, but I, I just hate that cherry picking stuff. I hate it. Right. Like be a man, be a man. I mean, you, you, you watch the movie Rocky, right? In the movie Rocky, he's like, how upset was Rocky with, with, uh, with his trainer when he's like, have you been putting these bums against me? Like, am I, am I really the champion? Like, like, I, I feel like I haven't beaten anybody. Are you, he's like, I'm trying to protect you. And he's like, I don't want protection. I want to beat the best. Right. I want to beat the best. And if you don't feel that way, you're not a winner. Okay. Like I, you, you need to be, to be the best. You got to beat the best. Don't be dodging people. Don't be cherry picking. Don't be skipping out on this stuff. I mean, People go above and beyond to put these kind of shows on for people. This 5,555 Mater Memorial. If you're already yeah. in the area and skip out on that, that's just sick. You know, if at the very least, he could have went there Friday, right? And then left Friday and drove over there. It was a straight shot. Just jump on 94 and go, yeah. right? But no, it just, that that frosted yeah. me, man. So, so the answer to that question is absolutely not. I don't feel as good about winning those kind of shows. When there's other shows on the line, I fully believe in racing shows that pay real money and racing against uh, quality competition. So that that's my thoughts on that. But I could go on about that all night. Well, I well not... I mean, like, yeah, and in searing, you know, young, you know, he's what a year into the thing, a little more. Understood. But Becker's a former national champion, and like I said, the MB car, like you said, go down there on Friday, support this big show. They put a lot of money into it. You know, we're trying, you know, these late model drivers just are not showing up for these big shows. We already know that, or I guess we don't know for sure, but we're speculating that the Rumble might be in a little bit of trouble over there in Aberdeen. You know, support these big shows. And like I said, then he could have just jetted to, to Sheridan and caught the Saturday, Sunday. That's a great point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, What's I, you know, like one I, knock right now in the power rankings on Searing, right? When Searing, I had Searing second because he had the most wins, right? I had him at second behind Jimmy Mott. And I had people going, oh, Searing should be ahead of Mars. He didn't want a real race yet. 
Yeah, strength of schedule, right? He has lit. I mean, nothing against winning regular shows. A win's a win, right? But when it comes to bigger shows, he hasn't won an NLRA, a challenge series, uh, any of those type of shows, he does not have a special event win, right? So when you have a special event, he could not go Friday, Siri couldn't, but he could have went to the NLRA show on Sunday, yep. right? You know, so you look at some of this stuff and I, I just don't get it. So that's the knock. I mean, you're only as good as your competition. And there's some good late models in South Dakota. There really is. Oh, sure. Um, but the fact is, wouldn't you want to sharpen your pencil and race against even better cars? That's just me. But let's <laughs> uh, before I before I say something even worse, let's get on to let's get on. Yeah, let's talk about some really good cars. I think right. over hundred cars participated yes. at the 60th <laughs> annual NAS Energy Knoxville Nationals, of course, at the legendary Knoxville Speedway. Uh, I mean, you talk about the winner. Go ahead, start us off. I mean, it just young that's money. that's the story. Young money. We'll just leave it at that. I mean. Now, I will say this, the 10-time champ, Donnie Schatz, I'm Great telling time. you, like, at the end of that race, we kind of locked down on the bottom, and all of a sudden, here comes Schatz. So, like, he's, I don't know, a couple laps left, three, four laps left. He's, like, three seconds behind, and all of a sudden, he just shaved off six tenths. He shaved off another. I'm like, holy crap, here comes Schatz. And he made a bit around the outside. Of, you know, he tried to make something happen. The bottom was just kind of too locked down, but he caught him. I was like. Yeah. Did, did Kyle Larson shut his traction control off two laps too early? I'm not really sure what happened there, but uh, shots was, he, he was good. I was really pulling for shots. I wanted him to get by him there, but uh, young money's been, I mean, he's been unbelievable. I mean, the second and on a generational racer, um, buddy oh. of mine told me that today. I mean, it's what he's done in a ra any race car. I mean, the chili bowl, he won the Prairie Dirt Classic. He won, the Knoxville Nationals. I think he's leading points in in the cup, right? Cup, you know, yeah, yeah. Kings Royal, Kings Coca Cola Six Hundred. You know, it's yeah. just yeah. I mean, he had forty six wins last year, but I still think it doesn't matter if he gets to thirty this year, just because the ones like start the schedule. We're just talk about these big crown jewels with you know midget, late model sprint car. It just doesn't matter. It's just it, it just yeah. We are witnessing. You know, we're kind of lucky. We got to see the Wayne Gretzky's. He still has almost all the records. The Michael Jordans still has a lot of the records. And now we got this Kyle Larson that's just, yeah, what do you say? I mean, young money. <laughs> it, it was impressive. That show does not disappoint, I'm telling you. You know, I, it was kind of funny because, in, in fact, a couple people messaged me after hitting, oh, man, they just got done, you know, this and that. They are all upset. And it's like the feature ain't even started in Knoxville yet, you know. So I'm like, you know. And they only had like a handful of races here. So I, I mean, like, so yeah, it's the, the show was good. I mean, they really put on that Knoxville Nationals, the crowd on just amazing how many people there. I was told there was over 25,000 people. Yeah, that's about what they get. Did you hear what he won after lap money? Was it 176,000? 176 grand. Cool. Yeah. 176 grand for a night of work. About that's two nights of work. You had to qualify. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. That'd be enough to kind of satisfy the itch a little bit for sure. So I tell you, I mean, he's fun to watch. I, I wish there was a way to really, I, I guess I don't have a schedule in front of me. I don't know where he's going to be going this weekend. Remember what happened last year up at Grand Forks where he got yes, last Man, he's, just, he's, I'm, I'm telling you, like he is immensely talented. I mean, it is there's no doubt about it. Let's get into some modified racing, Puka. So the Advantage RV Mod Tour this past weekend had championship week. 
Okay. Yeah. Coming into the weekend, the one TPO, Tyler Peters, an eight point lead over Johnny Broking. Shane Sebraski was in third. First thing that happened, Sebraski said, Look, I can't let Kevin Burdick get any further ahead of me, right? Because they're close in the national points in the Supers. None of these races, maybe Miller did. Miller did, but the other two did not have Supers. I 94 Casino. He's like, I'm going to go race where I can run both cars because I'm trying to win the national points. So he opted out, right? So he did not go. And uh, the first night, Dan Ebert got her done. And after that, he had won three and got second in the other one because, of course, he lived in Charlotte and he ran most of the USMTS stuff. But, I mean, he literally made a statement. I mean, he, he's been good. And uh, Mullet Nation. You know, young gun, 17, I think he's maybe 18 years old now, Ryan Gerke. He got it done on night two, put a sweet move. He drove around the outside of Stearns, showed Stearns that he was there. Stearns slid up on the next corner to kind of block. He drove underneath him, and it might have been a little contact, but Stearns left the door open. The young gun got it done, and then Stearns got it done at Casino. And, at, and we'll get into this in just a second in the who's not section. But Johnny Broking took the championship home, and we'll talk yeah. about what happened there in just a minute. Did you watch any of the mod racing? All, all I got to see was I watched TPO and Johnny in their heat race at Casino. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was awesome. And Johnny Johnny won that one. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah he came yeah. in, and he got her done. And yeah. it was, it was, I tell you, great series there by Ruben. He puts together. You know, I think uh, a few guys didn't end up following the whole series. Aishans came down with COVID in that deal, so he had to miss some shows. And I know Kane had uh, some issues out of the first weekend, so he didn't follow the whole series. But uh, a great series nonetheless. But let's get into it. Let's talk some who's hot and who's not. Brought to you by... Yes, the official drink of the One to Go show. We've talked about Blue Line Brews just a little bit. So some of you, even at Cedar Lake, they've asked, and I'm sure people have asked you, how can we support the show? What, you know, We love the show. We, how can we support it? Well, this is a great way. Either just goes into the show notes or just go to bluelinebrews.com, bluelinebrews.com, order some kick-ass Joe. It's really good coffee, a few different flavors. You'll be happy with it. And remember, you're supporting the men and women of Blue because 10% of their profits go back to families who have experienced the unfortunate incident of a, a fallen officer in their lives. So you're supporting the one to go show. You're supporting law enforcement. You know racing people support law enforcement. That's why Blue Line Brews is here. So bluelinebrews.com, jump over, uh, like I said, get some kick-ass Joe, and you can also be supporting the One to Go show. Awesome. So Puka, who do you have? Who's hot? Well, three guys we basically already touched on. You know, Pat Dorr, we talked about him, just on the gas, on the high side. Uh, you know, he just, like I said, all the podiums, he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, Mr. Second Place this year, but really good. Kyle Larson, of course, you know, I was thinking we should – where is it here? I was thinking, you know, instead of saying Kyle Larson all the time, I was thinking maybe we just do this. We just do this sound here. You know, we could just we could just do the law and order sound. I don't know if you all well you can hear it, but we just do it. You know, we just we don't have to say his name anymore because Kyle Larson takes so long and we have to say it every show. So maybe we just do the law and order sound and uh, everyone knows what it is. But uh, and then Jimmy Mars. I said I don't know if we've appreciated Jimmy Mars quite enough. Like I said, he's been atop the power rankings. But he's putting together quite the impressive, at least Wazota season. Um, and like I said, I don't even know who he, does he possibly have the most challenge series wins this year? He might. I guess we'll have to take a look at the list, or maybe one of have one of our late model experts look at that. Uh, but yeah, so Dor, Kyle Larson, Jimmy Mars. How about you? 
You know, I think he does. I think he does. I think he's at three, and I think that might be the most, but I'll, I will confirm that on the next show. So I had Jimmy Mars on mine as well. Back-to-back Challenge Series wins. Four of five, right, at the Mater Memorial. Four of four when the Mater Memorial is at the Red Cedar Speedway. Okay? <laughs> right. He, he dominates it. So the Iceman, I mean, he's, he's not a Hall of Famer on accident. Okay, let's put it that way. Um, Kyle Larson, I had him, but Justin Tamman, okay, super stock driver over in Western Minnesota, Puka six of his last seven. He's won, including a thousand to win show at Montevideo. The other show that he didn't win, he got second. So he and he actually not only did he beat Sebraski, but he kind of gapped him about a week ago, too. So Justin Tamman, he's got that thing rolling. What number is he? He's 71? I haven't even heard of this kid. Young kid? 71. Yeah, he's not that young. I think he's in his 30s. Yeah, I think he's oh, in his wow. 30s. Yeah. But I tell you what, 71 proven to be a really good number in super stock racing. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. And Mike Stearns, okay, in his last 10 shows, he has five wins, three seconds, a fourth, and a fifth. And then, of course, he won the – um the finale for the advantage RV mod tour over at the casino speedway. And he got second the night before at Miller. So he got that new NB rolling right now. That 24 Superman is looking really good. So who do you have as far as who's not? Well, you know, Shannon babb has been buried in the results just a little bit. You know, I know he had the summer nationals win a month ago, you know, really haven't heard too much on Shannon Babb. He was out there this weekend, but you know, he just can't seem to quite get in for with the summer nationals, but he just can't seem to get in victory lane. Ricky Wees, North South 100, former winner, nothing again. Um, well, actually, I guess it was he even there. I guess I, I now that someone told me that there were no regulars, maybe he wasn't even there. I was just kind of scanning the results. I, just, I just assumed he was there because he's a past champ. Yeah, so I he, took, he was. I he must have just taken the whole weekend off completely. And then how about John Canto? Kind of a rough August. You know, he, he he gets collected in that big one the opening night at the Friday night of the local late model portion. So he can't can't race Saturday. Off the track right away in the feature at the Mater Memorial. And then even as I'm talking about this, when with I mean this was months ago, but when they are early June and they're out in South Dakota, he was like a top three car. Remember rolled on the front? I think it was here on rolled on the front stretch, flat banana. So. He, He's had some tough luck this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to go with Jeffrey Massingill. Okay. He's, he's been fairly solid, but I expected more from him with the year that he had last year. I expected more. And, and even this weekend, he started right up front there in Grand Rapids, didn't win. He started second row behind Heinley and Hibbing, didn't win. I mean, somebody that's, I mean, he runs good. I mean, he, and he does not dodge. He's the opposite of the people we just talked about. <laughs> He does not dodge competition. He did have a good run. I believe he was a hard charger at the meeting. Um, he came from deep. Oh. Yeah, he had a – I don't exactly know where he finished. I feel like it was maybe ninth or something, but he passed a lot of cars. So a, a good run at a track that he doesn't run at very often. But I just don't get why he doesn't win at home, right? You got Grand Rapids and Hibbing. Then were his two home tracks. I would think that you put him in the front couple rows, as good as he's been, I'm like, he, he's got to win, right? But – I'm telling you, Derek Bessel, Kyle Peterman, Jake Kittner, some of them guys, they're just showing them how, how to get it done over there. And, man, he's he's got the invitational season coming up. You got the Silver, right? You got the Wasota Classic. You have the Labor Day Shootout. All four of those are, are structural buildings, challenge series shows. 
you got superior the next week. He'll probably go to the sites. I, I would say, Yeah. but you know, you got these specials coming up. He's not, he's not even the fastest guy at home on a regular night. Now you bring all them other guys that I just expected more from the six M I think he's trying to bite off more than he can chew, trying to open stuff and different car and this and that. The best thing I can say to him is focus on the one thing that, you know, works that kryptonite. Yes. Did some adjustments on it. That thing's fast. Focus on that. The rest of the year, park that other deal and just go win some races. Okay. The next one is I'm going to say it again. I'm going to pick on him again, but I just got Cole Searing, Chad Becker. Yes, the results show that they're not on the on the not list, but I'm just going to put them on the not list because I'm just I'm still a little bit baffled by the. I mean, I get it. If one does it, the other has to, and they're both playing that game. Well, Searing was going to go, so I had to go. Searing was like, well, Becker was already there, so I had to go. How about you get on the same page and go? Let's just both not be pussies and let's go race with our race cars, okay? That, let's just start there. And then I got Tyler Peterson. And going into this past weekend, Puka, he had three wins in a third in his last four shows. Eight-point lead coming into the Advantage RV Mod Tour Championship weekend. He goes to I-94 where he runs pretty regular. I got to go back and see what happened in the heat. I don't know if he got caught up in something or I don't know what happened, but he didn't run well. He started 16th in the feature right and he did drive to fourth so that's a good run he salvaged that but why did he start so deep right you know so so that was his best one of the weekend miller he again not a good heat at miller and then he started 15th and he got 10th just not a good show i get it miller was it was tough to pass it was it was it was locked down it really was and then he went to casino which arguably is his best track he's a high side hustler he is in my top two. Him and Buzzy Adams are my two favorite modified drivers to watch race. They're exciting, flamboyant, and all that. But I'm going to ask you something, okay? You come in, Coming into Casino Speedway, he had a two-point lead over Johnny Broking, okay? Now, what that means is this. If Johnny Broking beat him, Johnny Broking won the points. If Tyler Peterson beat him, Tyler Peterson won the points. Tyler Peterson started sixth in the feature. Johnny Broking started eighth. Now, the track, one lane on the bottom. It was not one of the better casino speedways um, of the year. It was really bottom dominant. Top half was kind of marbly and dirty. You couldn't really race up there. You've been to enough races. In In this moment, what is Tyler Peterson's job? Sit on the bottom, stay there. Keep your nose, keep your left front on the tires. That's it. Get down to the bottom, keep 45J behind you. That's it. That's it. You don't need to win the race. I get it. You want to win the race. He's trying to win national points. I get it, right? But today, it is get your butt in line, plug the bottom, and take advantage when a car slides up, sneak by him, be smart, keep 45J behind you. No, he did not do that. He went to the top. He decides to try to be the hero up there. I'm going to bang the cushion. I'm going to try to make something happen. All of a sudden, he loses a spot. And then he loses a couple more. And then he loses another one. And pretty soon, he's back around ninth, 10th, or whatever. And he got a couple back. And then the restart comes out. And Johnny's up in like third at the time. And he's got to be looking at it going, what the hell just happened? Like, now he's in trouble. Well, on a restart, they come out of turn two. And, and Bob Broking was up on the outside down the straightaway and Tyler Peterson's below him. And 
the, the bottom was a place to be. I put a lot of this on the racetrack, right? John, uh, Bob come in and he went to shut the door and get back down to the bottom. And who's right next to him? Tyler Peterson. Oh. And they get together and, and, and I like both of them, right? But Bob come down on him. He did. There's no question. He went, but he didn't come down to like dirty and he came down to like, I'm going to get back down to the bottom. I got to get there. And Tyler was already lost a bunch of spots and he's got Johnny up here that he's got to catch. He's like, I got to, I got to plug the hole and they get together and he busts something in the rear end. He's done championship oh. to Johnny. And, and then they're in meltdown mode. Like, Screw the bro kings, like they're all pissed because Bob did come down on them. There's like that's not debatable. You can you can jump on it's dirt race central didn't catch that, but Broking Motorsports has the live feed. You can watch it on there. He come down, he did. That's not debatable. But you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Sure. You shouldn't have been there. He put himself in that situation when the smoke clears, when he looks back at this at, at the season when it's all said and done, he's gotta go. I, what was I thinking? He should not have been flailing around the top. Get your butt to the bottom. Win the championship. Live to play another day. Win the next night. And, and uh, you know, at the and end take of the, the check. Take the check. I mean, Jesus. Take the check. Take the check. So at the end of the day, Johnny Broking, your 2021 yeah. Advantage RV Mod Tour champion. So now let's get to it. The picks from last week, uh, I, I got two. I had Kyle Larson, and I think – I don't know who the heck else I had in there. I know I had Kyle Larson. I don't remember who else I had. But needless to say, I got two right. Bert and Jeff got one. Keith, Pete, and Puka got zero. So I actually uh, gapped you guys a little bit. I'm at 21 now. Bert's at 18. Jeff's at 15. Keith's at 11. Puka, you're still one away from double digits at nine. And Pete, you're on there somewhere. So this <laughs> – uh, we got there's a lot of races. This is this is an opportunity for y'all to kind of catch me or me to gap you. But there is four World of Outlaw late model races over up on Pennsylvania, New York area up there. There is three World of Outlaw sprint car races, of course, Grand Forks, Fargo, and Houston's. And then of course we got three Lucas Oil races, both prelim nights and the forty thousand win race at the topless over at Batesville. So. What is that? Four, five, six, seven. That's ten races that we're going to be picking. This we week. a lot, yeah. Yeah, so that'll that'll be kind of fun. We'll see what all happens. But what is Puka's sure bet of the week? Oh, I, you know, if well, I don't think he is. So, like you said, that Kyle Larson moment at Grand Forks last year. Uh, you know, shots ran good again in Knoxville. He's going home. The June race got rained out, if you remember. As a matter of fact, I think I'm, I'm, well, I'm going, I'm going Friday. I'm going, I'm going to Forks. I'm going, I'm going and I'm dive bombing home because I got a bunch of stuff to do Saturday, but I'm going. So I'm taking Donnie shots at Grand Forks. How about you? There you go. There you go. I'm actually going to take uh, Mike Gressif to win the NLRA late model feature over at the Red River Valley, I think it's Red River Valley Speedway yeah. in Fargo. Of course, they're running with the World of Outlaw. Actually, it's an NLRA late model race. They got the World of Outlaw Sprints as a support class coming in. Um, but Gressef, I talked to him today, and he said the track races a lot. Like, uh, I think I think he said it races a I don't remember what track he said. But needless to say, a track that he's very comfortable with. Like Lisbon, that's what it was. He said it races a lot like Lisbon, and he kind of gave him a beatdown up there. So he's fairly confident coming in. So I'm taking Gressef to get her done there. So let's get to it. The last lap, 
brought to you by LM Radiator. We talked about them a few times before. Jobs, jobs, jobs. You know, they're still looking. And like, and and so you can go to the website and like I said, maybe more importantly, is you know, what are you looking for? Where are you looking to live? Because what they really want to do with our show was was get out there to some of you people in North or South Dakota or Wisconsin or Southern Minnesota that say, I'm looking for something quality. I'm not afraid to relocate. Masabi.com, M-E-S-A-B-I. It'll be down in the show notes again. Click over right in the upper right hand corner of the website. Is apply now. Like I said, racing galore up here. You're an hour from Canada. If you love fishing, the border's open now. I, know I talked to a guy this week and went up for like five straight days. Susie so could get over. Fishing was incredible. There hasn't been, you know, Minneapolis Twin Cities fishing uh, uh, pressure. You know, I'm sure your dad's up there, right? But, you know, pressure. So it said the walleyes were jumping. They caught 240 walleyes in the five days or what have you. You know, Duluth's an hour away. Hibbing Raceway is less than a mile away from the plant at LN Radiator. Affordable housing. All that good stuff. So Masabi.com, if you're looking, if you're serious about relocating, there's all kinds of different jobs. Remember, uh, you know, some for college degrees, some for two-year degrees. Welding is really big. And like they said, you don't need, you, all you need is a high school diploma. You come, they'll train you. Ellen and Radiator, Masabi.com. We said it's a great place to work. Ryan and I know many people have met great long careers at Ellen and Radiator. Yeah, my dad and your father-in-law are up there in Canada fishing right now, and evidently they're the new fishing guides up there because they're taking people, showing them how to catch fish. So my dad was bragging about that a little bit today. So what what do you got as far as uh, you know the last lap? I got a couple things here, but uh, well, yeah, I was going to start out. Uh, you got any? You know, we've talked about the Hoosier tire. Do you got any updates there? I'm telling you, they, they had a few tires come in. It's not looking good. There's like a big lack of communication going on with the late models right now. They had a meeting with them over in Menominee talking to the drivers and they're like, we got to make a decision. And they're like, yeah, no kidding. You know, some late model guys are like, you know, let's, let's make it like if it's black and round that you can run it because we can't get tires. And, you know, so there's, they really haven't kind of solved the problem yet. You know, they keep Hoosier tire North is kind of that Liberty of what's coming from Indiana you know, and it seems like they're starting to get tires every week, but not enough to go around, especially with invitational season. So it's it's uh, more of the same. It'll be interesting. Thursdays when tires come in, I I'm really interested to see what comes up this coming Thursday because I still know a lot of drivers out there that are really, they're, they're like, I don't have any tires. I got one. Um, you know, and several of them went to vendors and they're like, all they could get was one tire. I'm like, well, I didn't even make it very far, right? You got four tires on the car. So it's, uh, and some drivers saw it coming and they had a surplus of it. And some people are like, well, that's hoarding. Well, no, they just, they saw it coming and they knew they were going to race, but man, oh, it's smart. Just, yeah, it's very smart. So it'll be interesting to see. I hope that they get a bunch in before invitational season, because I really don't want to see the invite season get disrupted by this, but I guess time will tell. All right. Well, how about, uh, you know, we had some rule, several rule infractions or several rule issues over the weekend. Let's start out with Mike Mullen out East with the uh, IMCA, is IMCA modified or was it stock yeah. car? Well, uh, that, well, he runs both, but this was in the IMCA stock car and it wasn't a rule infraction. It wasn't cheating. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't nothing like that. So I don't know even know where he finished. I'm assuming he won because it's Mike Mullen and that's what he <laughs> usually does, but they have a, IMCA has a shock claim. And, and I don't know what the dollar amount is, right? But they can spend a certain dollar. They give it to the track and the track gives it to that driver. And you have to give them the shocks that were on your car. And and he and the car owner and all that, they're like, we ain't doing that. Like, we, we got Batesville coming up. Puka, there's a 
50,000 to win IMCA stock car race at Batesville in, in maybe a month out. It's not, we're not too far wow. out. Right? They're running a couple of big specials here in the next month. They, they are. So 50,000 to win for IMCA stock cars. And right now with the way things are, when you start, when you're trying to buy stuff, who knows when you're going to get it, right? I mean, with everything that's going on in the world. So they made the decision that we're not giving up any of our parts. We'll sit out. He's got to sit out 30 days, all IMCA. He can't run any IMCA mods, stock cars, nothing for 30 days. He's out for 30 days. Okay. So I think they sold the late model. So I, I don't know if they're going to try to find, maybe maybe they'll be at Wilmot. I don't know if they're going to try to find some non-IMCA stuff, UMP. I don't know what their plans are. I haven't talked to him, but he's out for 30 days. And they said, after Batesville, you, whatever, you, you come by it. I don't care. But we're not getting rid of our stuff. We got a really good hot rod. They got a shot to go down there and win 50 grand. They don't want to give all their stuff away and then not sure if they can get another set back. So they're like, We'll, we'll just sit out. So, well, him and Benji Lacrosse put on that show at, at, uh, what, what's that track? I 44. What's One, the track? 141. Or 144. Yeah. I'm in those yep. stock cars for the 10 yeah. grand about a month ago. And I can't remember which of the two pulled that Benji one up. Got it done. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, they were just, they were way ahead of everyone. Just yes. flexing those cars. It was good. He right. does have a good hot He does. He does. So that, that claiming deal, I just never been a fan of it. You know, I mean, you know, they do it. The theory is to keep the cost down. Right. But I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you prove it? I mean, just go do your own homework, right? It's a shot. If you can't do your homework and try to figure out why are you trying to take an advantage away? It's, it's just dumb. You know, it's, it's, I, I don't know how to put it other than it's just a, a it's lazy. It's what? It's lazy. It is extremely lazy. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's just that, that whole thing has to go away. So but uh, Mike Mullen out, and uh, that really sucks because that's who loses out on that is the fans and the promoters over in that area because he's he's really fun to watch. So tough break. For well, him. that's as I was say, those of you with multiple cars, I mean, you're looking for a driver. Even around here, invites are coming. This guy wheeled a, a, his late model Wazoda late model to one of the Wazoda nights at the USA Nationals about five six years ago. So he knows how to wheel. He wheels that mod. So if you have multiple cars. There's a big gun for hire here. He's out for 30 days, so get a hold of him. Right. All right, more, more on cheating or fake news, whichever it may be, but uh, about the rumors about somebody using a receiver improperly down at Deer Creek. Well, here's the rumor, okay? And I heard this from multiple different people, but in the street stock race down at Deer Creek this past Saturday night, evidently there was some other chatter going on in the race season, right? And speculation says that it was a car owner, family member, crew guy of a racer talking to the driver. Now, I'm here to tell you, if that's actually happening, oh, my goodness, what an advantage, right? Because, remember, World of Outlaws just got rid of stick signals because right. they thought, now, if you have somebody talking in your ear, go a little higher here, okay, spin out over here so we can bring out a yellow for this guy, come down low here. That's an advantage. Now, it's also it's speculation. Now it did happen. They heard it, right? They heard it, and they even said over the receiver, "If we catch who's doing this, okay, if they catch and they can prove who's doing it, that person's looking at a lifetime ban from the Deer Creek Speedway." Oh, wow! Like, like they were not happy. They're like, and and it's easy to do. I mean, you go to a NASCAR race and you get scanners and you can you can program different channels to where only them ones play. 
Well, you can do the same thing with a receiver. So maybe not that brand, but a receiver type transmitter. You can do the same thing to where a couple different channels play. So you could have a crew guy talking to you on one channel, right? Sure. And then the track exactly. will be talking to you on another. Well, evidently somebody figured that out. And you know what? I, I'm surprised it took this long. I mean, we've had receivers for a while. One has to wonder if that happens a little bit more frequently than what we think it That's does. That's what Overton's been doing. It wasn't right, trash right. football after yeah. all. Yeah, so interesting development down there in Deer Creek. And I talked to multiple people. And, again, nothing confirmed on who it was or anything like that. A lot of speculation. But uh, needless to say, it sounds like it happened. It sounds like that part's true. And uh, they're going to be watching for it. So uh, pretty interesting deal. Yeah, well, please comment if anyone has any – well, even if it's a juicy rumor, what the heck, let's throw it out there. We're towards the end of the racing season. Let's hear it. But if you've got any confirmation or anything more, that would be a great one to throw in the comments so we can check that out. Superstocks, Ogilvy, Mufflers, the other big oh, story. Yeah, so the Saturday night, okay, I, I got my phone gets blowing up. Three of the top five, and some said four of the top five. They all, they didn't have mufflers, and, and, like, they should have been disqualified, and they let them all go. And my initial thoughts were like, holy crap, like there's a donkey award. I mean, remember the Tyler Cater deal, right? They, they DQ'd him for deck height on a hill and they wouldn't even let him find flat ground. I'm like, what the hell, right? And they, they got all these guys with no mufflers. So I called one of the drivers, right? I said, because one of them was Shane Sabraski. He won. And they said, he didn't have mufflers. And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's don't seem right. Right. I mean, Shane Sabraski is in tech every single day. Right, every night, every night, every night. You can't tell me that at some point somebody hasn't looked. Well, they had mufflers. Okay, the tech guy just didn't know what he was looking at. Okay, so you can call it a donkey award or whatever for not knowing what you're looking at. It is what it is, right? Okay, but they had inserts that went inside the collector, and he actually sent me a short little video. So. I, mean, I might even play that on here so you can see it. He sent me a little video today, actually, saying, Ryan, I got the car on the hoist. I just want you to see I have a muffler. I'm like, I didn't doubt they had a muffler. I had inserts, too, right? He goes, I just want everybody to see it. And, and he's like, shows his collector there. Here's my insert, right? I have it. The muffler's there. So that was all fake news. That was not that was not the truth over at Ogilvy Raceway. They had mufflers. It is what it is. So not a, not a big deal. Oh, that's great. That's funny. <laughs> All right. NASCAR's on NBC this summer, or are they? Yeah, NBC and multiple and all kinds of different channels, it turns out. But yeah, interesting. Fox, <laughs> Fox was better. But yeah, interesting. Did you see what happened? No, I was on Facebook and I saw with two laps to go on some broadcasts, not all of them. Some broadcasts aired the whole race. Some broadcasts, they just cut it out with two laps to go, went to amateur golf. I'm like, what? Well, so at, first, I'm, at first, I'm like, did they do that on all broadcasts? I mean, like, is it that bad? But it turns out the finish was pretty exciting, too. Yeah, but, well, but it's almost a donkey to NBC, or not NBC, but to NASCAR. I almost don't blame it. You go to the Brickyard, you go to Indy, and you run the road course? WTF <laughs> NASCAR. No wonder you don't have any fans. What is wrong with you? You go to the fabled Brickyard. This is a great place for a road course. You know, they went to Wisconsin this summer. You got Watkins Glen. You got all these, you know, they do the Roval down in Charlotte. Well, we're going to go to the Brickyard. We do the road course. That that sounds like a really, really good idea. 
And it turns out it was exciting at the end. It actually was a decent like, what, break. Hamlin got into what, Briscoe. Uh, Briscoe. Briscoe, yeah. Him down and he ended up cutting the corner. And on the last lap, Briscoe dumped him or whatever to knock him yeah. out of the wind. And so Briscoe, then Almondinger ends up with the win. And... Yeah, Almondinger got the win because Briscoe got docked. They were going to penalize him for yeah. cutting the course and all that. They yeah, went so, through the grass. Yeah, go, lots go. of drama there. Lots, but yeah, I mean, so I, it turns out, from what I understand, the race was a little bit more interesting than what I thought it would be. But yeah, kind of a donkey award. I mean, it's it's Indy. I mean, uh, hell with yeah. the roll. You got you got to run the regular well, racetrack. See, I guess we're old. I mean, to bring it back to some of the younger fans, we're old enough to remember when they finally got back, or I don't know if they ever did, but when they got there in the early night, that was a big deal. Remember, everyone was you know kissing the finish line. You know, yep. I think Gordon won the first one there, 93, 94, whatever it was. But it was a big deal. Like, hey, this is the Indy Sacred Ground. It's like the Lucas Oil late model deal down in Knoxville. All of a sudden, the late models are there. It was a big deal. And now they're on a freaking road course. <laughs> I mean, oh, NASCAR, you you need to move your corporate headquarters ASAP, okay? Please do yourself a favor. <laughs> right, right. Get out of Charlotte. One more thing I want to touch on, you know, we got Tri-State Late Model Series, right? The repairable vehicles, Tri-State Late Model Series coming into Wissota Country, right? So they're coming to the KRA Speedway on Thursday in Wilmer. They're going to be at the um, Fiesta City Speedway in Montevideo on Friday, Madison, Minnesota on Saturday. And, and these tracks here, I know for sure Monty and Madison, I don't know about Wilmer, they used to have um challenge series shows they used to have them and and now they're like now we're going to ixnay that we're bringing in the tri-state series instead and that if you go to the facebook page they have the tire rules on there they're gonna you know, what i like about the tri-state series is they, they kind of make any engine package work right and now they're looking at like we tires is an issue we're going to make any tire package work so they got several different tire options there and I, I know one thing too, that if you look at a lot of the results for some of the races where there was Wasoda guys there, there's been Wasoda engines winning a lot of these shows. So oh, yeah, it's right forward. Yeah, so, correct. So if you have a Wasoda car and you're in the area, hey, I mean, this is pretty good payout here. It's 1500 to win each one of them. It pays pretty solid all the way through. And there's a bonus. I don't remember what it is, but the top five in the points over the three night swing are all getting a $500 bump as well. So some extra money on the line. So I, I really hope these, these get supported. I hope they go off well. They do such a great job with that series. So uh, they, be sure to check that out. And, and uh, you already touched on, you know, the recap from last week. I did not do power ranking shows this last week because there was such a limited schedule. I was in Kansas City. I had a minor surgery. So I, I just had a lot going on. Third a week not, off. Yeah, so the week off, but we got a lot to catch up on this week. So check that out. But we got the musty events of the week, and that's going to be brought to you by our friends at Zulu. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me go back here real quick to sure. the to the uh, last lap. I just wanted to touch on a couple things. Tyler Urbach got reinstated this week. So yes, yes. On big, that? News. big news. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I just want I missed last week, so couple of happy birthdays to family members here so my son i'm sorry missed your birthday last week that's why i ended up in grand rapids late up to dinner with him and the family they you know they all get to pick where they want to go so that's why i ended up at rapids at halftime but john tardy family member who you reference on the show a lot birthday is today during recording on monday so my, my brother from another mother 
Yeah, yeah, we want to we want to uh, wish uh, as we know him at the hunting shock as blasting a real happy we're birthday. We're not singing here. for him, Puka. We're not singing. We're not, <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> All right, so let's carry on with Zuli's races. Races. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, so they're they're bringing us our must see events of the week. Uh, you know, just look at the win list. You know, you get a hold of Frank again. This is the time of year. You probably got a lot of shows on your engines. Specials are coming up. You want that baby freshened up. You better get it to him. Get it to him quick. And then at the end of the season, get your engines to him. Get a new one. Get a hold of Frank Parker Anderson's at twenty eight wins Puka, on the year, and he's and he actually ran his brother's car because his ain't done after getting it wrecked at the Little Dream. Paul Lee saw one again in a super. Justin Vogel another win. Joe Martin and Hayden Aberly, both in pure stocks, right? So lots of wins. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, right? Just look at the wins they're getting week in, week out. Get a hold of Frank. They'll take good care of you. But Puka, this lots of racing coming up. What are your must-see events of this week? Well, like I said, Grand Forks, must-see. Uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, it'll be my first time seeing the sprints there, of course, and I'm excited for the NLRA portion, too. North South 100, you've been following that one for years. Excited. I remember what three, four years ago they washed out on like the Wednesday before they said wash out, uh, you know, and so that was so disappointing that year. So excited to watch that. And a little off the cuff here, but the NHRA, they're in Brainerd starting on Thursday this week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. And sometimes, Brian, you know, we're doing these, this show and I say, sometimes I say I'd rather this than this. So I need to ask you, would you rather on Sunday, the finale for Brainerd, or the chicken shack? You know, only because Jeff Provenzino told me this, I think I'd probably go to the finale at Brainerd because I've never been to an NHRA event. And one thing he told me is when you buy a wristband to get in, your your grandstand admission is also a pit pass, right? Ah. So you can walk through the pits the whole time. You can be behind the scenes. You can see all the stuff going on. You can go up and watch. I guess it's more of a just the entertainment value of being at that. Um, I, I'd like to see that once. I mean, I, I need to get up to Bemidji this year too, up to the chicken shack, but I'm telling you, I, I need to get to an NHRA event. So mine is, uh, you said the the North South 100. I know you met the topless 100 at Batesville. And, oh, uh, no, I said, oh yeah. Freudian <laughs> slip. I, I knew what you meant, but that's on mine too. I mean, that a lot of history down at, at the Batesville Speedway. And I'm going to go with Grand Forks and Fargo, both on top of each other. The World of Outlaw Sprints, I mean, World of Outlaw Sprints at Grand Forks is must-see, right? You, it's, it's must-see. Of course, they're going to Houston's on Sunday, so that's yeah, good there right. too, right? But I like the fact that they have the NLRA late models with them. And Dustin Strand last year at Grand Forks had a last lap pass to win up at Grand Forks at the World of Outlaw Show. I don't know if you remember that. And nope. remember, as bad as he's been struggling, he came from pretty deep. I think he started like 10th. He drove by everybody one Friday night at Grand Forks. He uh -huh. might have something rolling, and he changed back to his old colors. So maybe there's some superstition <laughs> there. I'm not really sure. Okay. And then the third one for me, the Rebel Midwest Mod Tour. Of course, Scott Vince, RHR Swag, Redheaded Rebel, him and Benji have done a bang up job with the series the points are done the nightmare lucas rodin won that but they're having a finale at lisbon at the cheyenne speedway five thousand to win for the midwest mods and it's not top heavy it pays deep it pays all the way through i don't have the full pay but it's over a twenty thousand dollar purse which is impressive they'll have bonuses and they'll have all that 
I'm expecting to see Puka. I'm expecting to see 60 plus Midwest mods over there. That, wow. that's, that's my guess. So that is going to be really, really exciting. That might be one of my favorite. If you can't make it there, I know that one for sure is going to be on Dirt Race Central. They will be there to catch the action. So you don't want to miss that one. There, there's going to be some heavy hitters. Tyler Kittner, get your ass to Lisbon. Do it. Get down there. Calling you out. Get down there. It's your time to shine. It's a dry slick track. It's very similar to Hibbing Rapids Proctor, kind of that size. I think he'd run good there. I really do. I think he needs to get down there and take some money home back to the range. So with that said, uh, weekend plans. You said you're going to Grand. Go, go. Yeah, I got a busy, another busy weekend. I'm, I'm dying right now because I had such a busy weekend. But we're going Friday, getting home, stuff to do Saturday. I am going to go to Brainerd on Sunday. Now I need to bring the wife, wants to go to Costco, do some shopping. We have some friends for dinner. So I don't think it, with her back and everything, she's not going to be able to do it. But I might mosey down around there. Just I just kind of want to see the energy of the place. Like I said, same thing. I mean, we grew up so close to it, but I've just, I haven't even been in the town. So I told her, I said, this would be a good day. I just kind of want to, Maybe you if I've been to Brainerd. No, I've been to Brainerd, but not to that. No, not to that drag strip though. Ever. Oh, no, okay. Never okay. been to their drag strip. Yeah. So I've been to North Central. I've been to town, but I lived actually. I lived the summer before my senior year. I lived down in Brainerd playing some hockey with the Grillos. But um, anyway, bottom line, I'm gonna be there Sunday, kind of check out the energy. Like I said, I don't. I'm not gonna buy admission because I wouldn't be able to be there long enough. But uh, yeah, so action. Like I said, Saturday night probably. I got a wedding, but probably at least the features for hibbing so how about you back with dave under the car at sycamore yeah you're gonna, gonna go have to take a break you've been going to a lot of races and you got the, the like i said the mlra coming up at sycamore you've got the dirt kings coming up you might need a weekend off to recharge i don't know i'm gonna go there this weekend i know labor day weekend i'm gonna be up north i'll be up there labor day weekend but i'm gonna go i'm going to sycamore again on saturday and uh you know six points races left over there he's in position he's starting to on a couple things with the car we keep finding up a little things he's close i feel a win's coming here i feel a win's coming for him so i'm gonna go to sycamore and then speaking of labor day weekend puka i'm gonna end with this jim inman um i don't know if you remember jim inman he raced for a long time with good buddies with lauren inman they have he passed away just recently they're having the jim inman memorial um modified feature and it's 2700 maybe 2727 to win great breakdown lots of people contributing i know the one to go show we're, we're putting on a, a bonus there if anybody wants to contribute we're throwing some extra cash we're going to match up fans with drivers and uh, that's going to be a pretty cool deal but um that's at the silver 1000 which is a thursday opening up i guess invitational season in wasota country so i'm going to be up there for that i'll be at the wasota classic i'll be at labor day so excited for we're, we're close. We're getting really close to invite. Yeah, we are. That's Real close. Here. So glad, so happy to hear that the Silver 1000 is back after the hiatus last year. For sure. For sure. So that's it. Episode 93, right? Uh, Eric Pember in the books <laughs> on the 94 next week. Bring us home, buddy. All right. So find each of us. Bert will be back. Like I said, Bert's writing in all these magazines. He's just real busy right now. But find Bert on Facebook at Bert Lightman. Find Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Aho. Find me on Facebook at Racer Puka. Power Rankings will be back. Make Like I said, again, make sure you're subscribed, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, so you can get the Power Rankings coming out every week. The shows are coming out, so, you you know, you're, you're said it shows up in your feed. It makes it easy for you. Again, thanks to all of our great partners, Dirt Track Supply, LNM Radiator, BuyRayShirts.com, 
RV Share, Cowboy Up Racing, Zuli's Races, Race Engines, and Blue Line Brews. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, one to go show at gmail.com or just throw something into the comments. Like I said, stop over to the YouTube page for some of those interviews we did get subscribed over there. Most importantly, get out there and be your dream, your tune to the one to go show. Perfect. A production of Gold Sports Media, LLC.